011, Sunday night, Shara B'Tachon. Okay, we're, we're moving along now. Uh, we went, we're up to, Chavit Abavos is still in the Hagdama. We didn't start yet. <laughs> we didn't start yet. We didn't start yet learning how to have B'Tachon, or the nitty gritty of exactly what B'Tachon is and when to apply it. We're still learning about how great it is. And uh, we're up to the third benefit of it, which is to have serenity and not worry about things of Olam Hazer so that you have a clear mind to work on long-term projects. Long-term projects meaning eternity. It's the most long-term project that exists. And then it goes off on a tangent and lists ten ways in which someone who has bitachon will be more serene and more calm and will have more of a clear head, more than the most extreme person we can think of who doesn't have worries. And the most extreme person we can think of who doesn't have worries is a person who can produce money at will. He goes down to his basement and produces money at will. But still, he starts going through the limitations and why that person is not a worry-free person as much as we would think. He needs special materials. That's his first point. They have to be available to him. So there's always the availability issue. While HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings about what we need in sometimes very unexpected ways, we don't need Nisim in our lives to know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings, brings a Yeshua in unexpected ways. You meet someone in the street you have a chevrusa, you know someone, and all of a sudden they suggest a job for you. They saw something in a paper, they saw something on the Beit Shemesh email lists, and all of a sudden, you know, something comes up. You have a customer, you have a, you have a Yeshua. Okay, the second point is that the, the, the person who can produce money at will is, has to worry about unintended consequences. So he does have some worries. He has to worry about side effects, whether it's, it's on his health or other like things. And the Baal Bitochen and HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't have to worry about unintended consequences because by HaKadosh Baruch Hu there's no such thing as unintended consequences. So your Bitochen extends to everything. The third point is that the, the person producing money is always afraid that people will find out. Anybody that is in the stock market or in real estate, he's always nervous that other people are going to find out and they're going to muscle in on his territory and take away what he's able to benefit from. And the Baal Bitochon is not afraid. He's proud of his Bitochon. He doesn't have to keep his secret. He doesn't mind if other people share his Bitochon. There's nothing, uh, there's nothing, he doesn't have such a worry. The fourth is that the person who can produce money at will always has to worry if he's calibrating his uh, access to the money. Maybe he's producing too much money and it'll get stolen from him. Maybe he's producing too little money and when he really needs it, it won't be around. So he doesn't know how to calibrate it. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when you're Botech HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you don't have that worry because HaKadosh Baruch Hu will always provide the exact amount that's needed. And then he gives examples of the Uber B'me'eimo, of the Efroach B'toch the Ov Po'avir, how does the Ov in the, in the sky get sustenance, the dog in the water, 
the Namala, it's so weak and puny, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu provides for it. So we don't have to worry, the Baal is not worried about it coming too little, too late, too much. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing the calibrating, and Hashem li lo ira. So we're up to the fifth uh, point of why this person who's the most worry-free person that we could imagine is really not worry-free at all. The Achamishi, I don't know if anybody has the Sefer, but I'll make believe that, yeah. It's on page Kuv Chavav. Yeah, we have a different... You also have, it's also a different text. We said I'm using Rav Kapach's uh, translation. This alchemist Tachas Pachad Umora Alavodoso Men Hamelech Alavodoso. He's really afraid. He's always afraid. He's afraid that people will. He's doing something wrong, really. He's doing something wrong. He's afraid Men Hamelech. He's afraid. He's afraid of everybody. He looks at suspiciously. Maybe they're out to get him. So you know, two days ago. I, two, two days ago, I was looking at the Scholars of Love, you know, he's, he's, it's hard to relate to this, maybe. He's exaggerating. But then yesterday at Shalshudas, I was talking to an accountant who joined me for Shalshudas, and he does audits of books. And he tells me everybody has dirty little secrets that they hope no one finds out about in their business, virtually everybody. And uh, everybody has... We all, you know, they have little shortcuts they take and not 100% what they're supposed to be doing and they don't exactly report everything and, you know, they take liberties with certain definitions. That's what he was telling me. So I said, you know, that's what the Chavit HaLova says. Everybody, so you're worried. You're worried that someone's going to expose something you're doing and even if you can convince yourself that it's not wrong, but it's hard to convince the people that catch you that it's not wrong. So so this alchemist does have a worry. He's worried, in fact, from everyone that they'll expose what he's doing. But someone whose source of worry-free life is his bitachon, people are afraid of him. People are afraid of him. What does it mean people are afraid of him? If you know human uh, psychology, people respect and are afraid of someone who's unafraid. Of someone who's principled and unafraid. So they usually say he's a Balgaiva, or they say he's... uh, But really... I don't know if anybody ever read when I was younger. So I used to read Ayn Rand's books. Anybody here? Everybody here of Ayn Rand? She's famous? I don't know how famous she is. She didn't die so long ago. Just within the last few years she died. So, uh, so, uh, so she, she's Jewish probably. So. Anyway, so she wrote books. So she has in her books. The hero is always someone who's like extremely principled and I wouldn't call him a Baal because he was an atheist, but certainly it was a demus of what a Baal should be like. Except in her books, it's, it's not because he's a Baal it's because he's a Baal <laughs> But uh, a Baal I 
feel would 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 have that would be the right image of a Baal Bitochan. Someone who says what he thinks, who does what he thinks is right, who doesn't worry about consequences, like the second benefit that we learned about about the benefits of Bitochan. That was the second benefit. You're unafraid. You don't kowtow to popular opinion. You go with what you think is right. So, so, so people have a so the portrayal in, in her books. The people, most people, most people have like a, a visceral. I think the word is uh, almost automatic. V i s c e r a l. Visceral have like a visceral dislike of her heroes. Most people, because most people who who get by because of protectia or because people don't care about incompetence or they just butter up the person or they pay off the person, whether it's with words or with money or with or with uh, flattery, it doesn't matter. So they, so they have a visceral dislike and, and they don't even know why. That's the portrayal she gives in the book. Like, they're not even sure why, because if you have a person who's like straight, so then people are scared of that person. <laughs> They, they want to know what he thinks of them. They're very concerned, and so that's what the, the really that, that's what the Chavis Halavos means. I'm not saying he means what Ayn Rand says, but <laughs> he means that image of people are afraid of a principled person. People are afraid of someone who's not afraid of them, who doesn't, who just has to be talking in Hashem. So Mayase Bosarli, Mayase Odomli. That's what he means here. The alchemist is not worried about money, but he's worried about every person walking by that they'll report him, they'll expose him. And the Bateach Bashem, people are afraid of him. So I'm explaining what he means by that line. Why are people afraid of him? The Afbalechayim have built the Hogim. Now he says something really strange. He says, uh, apparently strange. He says even Balechayim, like animals, who don't have a thought process, and even domain, achekilu ha domain, mevakesh ritzono. Like everything is meshubit to him. Everything wants to do his will. So, what does he mean? Come on, like, is he talking magic? So, I'll, I'll tell you what he means. If you, if you had a safer, it would be more of a question. Like this, you'll say, you'd see it inside, you say, what's he talking about? So he brings down a very important perikantilum. Uh, can, can I have? I'm sorry. Do you have a, a sitter or a, a sitter is fine. A, a sitter or a tiller. I'm sorry. Thank you. So he, he said, this is the parak. You might have heard of this parak. We say it by Kriyashma Shalamita, and it's called Shir Shel Pagoyim. It's really the Gemara calls it a shir to ward to ward off Mazikim, and it's really. If you learn about Pitachon, and then you, right, Yoshev B'Seser El Yom B'Tzel Shakayis Lonon, so it's talking to a Baal Bitochon, it's talking to someone who feels he's constantly protected and taken care of by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it says, Omar Lashem, I will say to Hashem, Machsiyum Tzudasi, he is my shelter, my Elokai Ev Tachpo, and then it goes on to say, Kuhu Yatsulcha, he will save you from this and from that, so, 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 the Chavis Halvavos quotes the Pasuk. So, so he says, Kamaimar Achazah, this parak of Yoshim, says, Elon Betzel Shakayus Lonon, 
talks at Sof Hamizmor until the end of that parak. It's really talking about this mention of like very inanimate objects. Like he'll be the Chavitzalovus is explaining what he means. What does he mean? Animals or inanimate objects? Hadomain will be mavakesh ritzono. Will will want will seek his approval. It means it'll seem that way. Hakadosh Baruch Hu will protect him from all sorts of pogoim. That is why this is called shir shel pogoim. And kiato Hashem machsi, right? Lo suunei lecha ra'o benegala yikrav biyaholecha pentigov po eben raglecha al shachal vafeser on different mazikim animals that are mazikim snakes tidroch tirmos kefir v'sanin. So there's a portrayal here of of animals and stones and stumbling blocks that that, that people will be saved from. So the chaver halbavus. Quotes this parak, cites this parak, I should say, and so that's his point. It seems, in other words, Hakadosh Baruch Hu protects this person from all sorts of danger, from all sorts of uh, dangerous things, dangerous situations where it seems like even animals, even inanimate objects, are in awe of this person because he's protected from them. That's that's the understanding. That's why he quotes. That's why he cites this parak. This parak talks about Hakadosh Baruch Hu protects the person from all sorts of things, even from the Evan, even from the Kfir v'Sanim, which are animals. So it seems as if they are mavakesh ritzono because Hakadosh Baruch Hu maneuvers and makes sure that he's not harmed by them. So that's. He's not afraid. He's not afraid, not even of these inanimate objects. He's not afraid of situations. He's not afraid this will happen, that will happen, this person will report me, this person, this will happen. He's calm. At Sofa Mizmor. Va'omar, I'm sorry, again, it's worthwhile. Can I trouble you for an eel? An eel. It's worthwhile to say the The Pesach says in Eov, again it's talking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu protecting HaKadosh Baruch Hu's protection. Yutes Chaf. B'Sheish Tzoros Yatsileka. Hashem will protect you from six types of Yisurin are enumerated here. U'B'Sheva Layiga B'Cha Ra. B'Ra'ov Potcha Mimodes. U'V'Melchoma Midecherev. And then it, talk, it gives all sorts of l'shod u'lechafon, different types of snakes. Tishchak, u'meichayis oretz altira, doesn't have to, it could be human animals also. Ki im avnei hasode b'risecha, that's the Lashon of the Pasuk. It's as if you have a bris with the avnei hasode, b'chayis hasode has made peace with you. Koponim, that's what the Chayim Zolobos is saying. So the Boteach Pashem is not afraid of anything, while the Baal well, the alchemist is afraid of everyone, everyone might report what he's doing and expose him that's number five, number six Shabal the alchemist ain't a batuach min hamachlos 
Bahamadvim, this is a major thing. He says, if we had to pick, paint a picture, if we had to paint a picture of the most secure person, so we would probably pick someone who can produce money at will. Rabbi is saying, you know something? That can't produce his health. What's going to be if his kidneys stop working? You know, all the money in the world, you know, now say, okay, he'll get a kidney donor. Who said? And if he has a stroke, health, that whole parasha called health, he has to worry, he still has to worry about that. The alchemist, you know, he may have an ulcer. The doctor says he has to, what do people with an ulcer eat? He has to drink tea and cottage cheese, no crackers. And, you know, he has all this money. And he, he, he's eating like the poorest person in the world. They sadden. He can't enjoy his riches. He's sick. He, he's, he's, if he's ill, or he can't eat, or he can't travel, because he has a heart condition, so he has no... What, what good is his money? He will have no enjoyment from what he has. So again, the alchemist's worry-free life is severely limited, while Babitech al-Hashem is Batuach also. His Bitochon covers Minhamadvim Bahamachlos. It covers health also. Now, here, Chavitavavis chooses to point out that he's not making any promises. People get sick, and people... People, people get sick. He's not promising you that that you, you won't get sick. But here he, he he chooses to mention something that he elaborates upon in Shar Habitachon, and that is the Baal Habitachon is aware. He's relying on Hashem to keep him healthy. And he's aware that if Hashem chooses not to, there's a reason for it, and a very good reason for it, and it's what's best for him. This is what we talked about, letavavid. That's so he. It doesn't ruin his bitachon. His awareness, an awareness that there are sick people in the world. bitachon. I'll take care of my health. I'll eat properly. I'll sleep properly. I have to do those things. Go to the gym. I have bitachon. Hashem will keep me healthy. But you know, I'm aware that there are people that get sick. I mean, I'm not a fool. I, 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 I know what goes on. People, Islam, get sick. But uh, the Baal, so you have to develop that midah too, where you know that everything's from Hashem and Hashem's doing that litova. So it doesn't, it doesn't affect your bitachon. You can have full reliance on Hashem to keep you healthy because, because you know He's in control. So you know that if He chooses that you not be healthy, if he chooses, there's a reason for it. And it's good for you. So you're able to rely on Hashem fully to keep you healthy. See, that if there would be something, Kavayochol, that HaKadosh, I think you boteach in a, well, the alchemist, you say, you know, you boteach in his money. So you say, but, he can't, his heart is not really worry-free because he's worried about getting sick. 
So that's like that. But if you b'teach b'ashem and you b'teach b'ashem to keep you healthy, and you know that if lu yitzuyer you do get sick, it's also Hashem that's doing it for a specific reason. So then you know it, it doesn't impugn, it doesn't impinge upon your feeling of security. You know Hashem's taking care of you. You know you should be healthy if you follow a certain lifestyle. So you're relying on Hashem to to keep it that way. And you know, I statistics say people do get sick, so you, you can handle it. It's also Hashem. It's the same Hashem. So he says two reasons here why people would get sick. Zulosi al derech hameiruk, lo. Not so clear what this means. Meiruk is really means a kapora. A kapora, a kapora for a virus, and it wipes away the virus. So if someone, if you owed someone $10,000 and they told you that if you let them slap you in the face and twist your arm and kick you, they'll be moichel the $10,000. So chances are you would subject yourself to it. So that's what Hashem does many times. He hurts us and that's a kapora and he says, okay, I'm wiping away, that's your punishment and... Now you're free from the $10,000 debt, so to speak. I, I did this, I did that, and that's enough. You suffered enough, and there was a worse fate awaiting. So it could be a meruk of a virus, or could they l'shalem lo? So the way, you know, what? what's the, who has a different type of halvavas? I don't like this translation. It's like the same thing. Marek and L'shalim Lo is the same thing. Thank you. Uh, what does he say? What's his lashana? Kapora or Tamura. Kapora or Tamura. Oh, so I was explaining Tamura. That instead of that, instead of a worse thing happening, this happens. And Kapora would be a fitting punishment. So that's Mechapra and the Avera. In other there's a reason it happened. You know, sometimes the, I would say also sometimes the things that happen to us, people react, we, we've all faced crises, and people react, it's an asayon, and sometimes it, it many times it's, it's a tikkun of a previous hate in that way. Let's say a person was, had a certain mida ra'ah, and then something happens in life many times, which the way to, the only way to cope with it, and hopefully they'll rise to the occasion, the way to cope with it is by really brings out the mida, which is a tikkun of their midos. Let's say a person is a person is self-centered, right? So then something happens. And then they, they start to realize how puny they are, how, and they start to look out to other people, and they realize how lucky they are, and how other people, and they, sometimes, many times, the tsaras we have are there to be masakin, to, to help us rise and, and be masakin amida that we, we may have. Maybe we don't think about Hashem enough, and certainly a tsara makes us more religious, we turn to Hashem or Be'ez Sarah. So that might be another explanation. But the point, he's going to elaborate on this when we learn about Bitochem, when we start. But here he just mentions it because he doesn't want you to think he's making any promises. The person who's Botech HaLashem for health 
has a right, the alchemist has no right to be not worried about health. Because his worry-free life has nothing to do with health. Totally not under his control any more than the average person. The Pateach Pashem is relating to health issues also. I, it might happen. Okay, but Hashem decided it should happen. I can rely on Hashem to get me to Yerushalayim when I get on the bus. And, you know, sometimes the bus breaks down. Sometimes there's an accident. I know that. And that it might happen to me, you know, but I, I know if Hashem does it, there's a reason. So I could say, okay, I'm relying on Hashem that it shouldn't happen. That's who I'm relying on. And I, I'm able to do that with a happy, full heart, totally, because if it doesn't happen, it's not because something acted against him that he didn't want it to happen. See, if he didn't want it to happen, it happened anyway, has to show him right, an impossibility. So then you say, well, I can't fully rely on Hashem, because, right, if Shimon can affect what Ruvain wants to do, so then I can't fully rely on Ruvain, because Shimon could step in and do something. But if nobody could stop Shimon Ruvain from doing whatever he wants, so I could fully rely on Ruvain for something, as long as I know that if he chooses not to do it, and my reliance ends in the disappointment, but at least I know it was still Ruvain, so it's okay to totally rely on Ruvain, because there's no one else in the picture. So that's what the Chayvah Halbavis is saying. You can rely on Hashem for everything, because there's no one else in the picture. So you know that if you're disappointed, if things don't turn out the way you would have liked, it's the same Hashem, and there's a reason for it. Ka'amro, as the Pasuk says, v'yayafu na'orim v'yigo, they're weary, they're worn out, u'bachrim koshol yikoshelu, but v'koyei Hashem, right in Yeshayahu, it's v'koyei, v'koyei Hashem yachlifu chach, they're always on top of things, they have renewed strength, they don't get depressed, Hashem is propping up the tzaddikim, even if there's a reason why they think they'll fall, but they can rely on Hashem, and He's there supporting them. So that's the sixth difference. Plain and push of health. The Hashvi, Shabal, He says, you know something? Forget about health. The alchemist, this person that can produce money, you know, if you haven't, maybe you noticed, he can't eat money. He can only eat food. So he has money. Let's say the crops failed. Let's say there's a shortage. Let's say there's a hunger. Let's say there's a war. The supplies are cut. So the alchemist still has to worry even about his food supply. Shabal Mazono. He has all the money in the world, right? We all know the story of the Gemara, the time of the second Khurban Baisamikdash. The fabulously wealthy woman sent her servant out to buy food, couldn't find any food, came back with nothing. You know, we're living Bakhashem, you know. <laughs> There's places in the world today where there's not enough to eat, where it's not possible they could have food. Ka'omro kaspam b'chutzos yashlichu. This is the pasuk in Yecheskel. 
Sometimes people, you know, money could be thrown into the street. It won't help them. It's not just food, right? It won't help. All the money in the world won't help against face. Khalila, you could think of tragedies besides the illness in number six. But other tragedies that but Hashem so you're relying on Hashem, so it's not like money but not food. That's for food. This is direct Tashkochas Hashem on Mazonos. That's the lesson of the mon. Mazonos is a major part of life. Apparently the Although the Sanshari Tochon will constantly be talking about earning Parnosa, about making money, having what to live on. That's central in people's lives. That's their focus. It's health also, but in Shara Bitochon, because this is where Bitochon really enters one's life the most. That's why the parish of the Mon is there, because we, you have to do something. You can't sit home. It's not going to rain shkolim into your living room. You have to get up and do. You have to be industrious. You have to can't be lazy. People have to work and earn money. And as they're doing it, they have to realize, think about, realize that it's not their efforts that's bringing them in the Parnosa. The Kodesh Baruch Hu is decreeing on Rosh Hashanah, or maybe every day, how much money a person is going to have. So, so when it comes to health, maybe it's a bit easier to have Bitochon, perhaps, because we, we sort of know, like, there's nothing we can do. I just have to rely on Hashem that I should stay healthy. But with money and with Parnosa, it's much harder. So the the quintessential avoda of Bitochon, because Bitochon's an avoda. You can't wake up one morning and say, okay, I have Bitochon. I mean, maybe you could and tell me the secret. It's an avoda. It's very hard. We didn't even start yet. How do you acquire true bitachon. You know, it's very nice to say, but it's very hard. It's especially, so it's especially hard when we're dealing with something where it certainly looked like it's my efforts that are accomplishing it. And Hashem, you know, stay out of the picture. So that's why he always talks about pernosa. So he says the the alchemist can't can't eat, can't eat the money. Hakadosh Baruch will provide. It doesn't again. There's no promise Hakadosh Baruch will provide. Sometimes people people are hungry. People don't have enough to eat. It's, people die of hunger too. But there's no. There's no ma'akev, as we said last week. Ain matzor l'ashem. The balbitochon is boteach l'ashem, to provide him with mazonos. There's nothing that's going to stop him. There's no zman, there's no mokom. It's not he'll run out of food, right? So it's limitless. Hashem's power, Hashem's ability is limitless. His, his, his ratzon is limitless. So, so I'm not worried. Hashem 
Hashem roi lo echsor. Person can say that ten times a day. Hashem roi lo echsor. Well, if Hashem is my shepherd, so I'm not missing. I'm not missing anything. What am I missing? I'm only going to be missing what He doesn't want me to have. But there's no other reason why I would be missing anything. So everything's with a cheshbon. If I don't have something, it's because Hashem doesn't want me to have it. It's not good for me. But if Hashem's taking care of me, there's no inherent, there's nothing inherently so that I won't be provided with. Hashem roi lo echzor. Ba'omar lo yevoshu be'es ro'o. Uvmei ro'avon yisbo. Everybody could be going hungry. Hashem will provide for them. There's no ma'atzor. There's not like Hashem can't find the food. So that's the seventh point. The seventh point is that the alchemist has to worry about food. Forget about health, which was number six. He has to worry even about food. All he has is money. can't eat money. But the Balbitochan is covered with food. Covered for food as well. The eighth, Shabal HaKemyo Lo Yanuach B'Mokom Mipachto Penigalu Sodo so this is an offshoot of number five. Number five, he said that, that the alchemist is afraid of everyone. He's suspicious of everyone. So everyone's going to expose him. Here he says that because of that, he doesn't stay in one place. He moves. He's always moving. Because the reality is, the experience shows that the more you stay in one place, somehow by magic, people find out about you. No matter how much of a secret you keep. But you want to really be safe, you keep moving where people don't know you. So the equivalent in our lives doesn't have to be the alchemist. You know, people move, people many times move from place to place. They always want to make it big. They have some glick. They think that's some luck. They think it'll be better for them somewhere else. And if only they would go somewhere else, then things would be fine. So that's what he's talking about also. So the alchemist has all the money he wants, but he's worried, so he has to always move. So he's not settled. So he has that on his head. So he doesn't have a worry-free head. He has to think about the next place he's going to run to. If this doesn't, right? the person says, it's not working out here, I'll move. Babateach al-Hashem could stay put. Hashem could provide for him here. He has nowhere to run to. There's no big... Can grace a glick and you say in Yiddish. There's no big glick in anywhere else. It's the same Akadish Borahu, the Shalvas Nefesh, Bimakomo, he has nowhere to run to, he doesn't have to go anywhere. Ka'amro. And, 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 you know, it's interesting, like, the Chayyavada says, Dabra Melech makes a point of this. This is a hush of the thing. The fact that you can choose a place to live and you can stay there. And you don't have to, there's no way to run around to. You have bitachon. So here also you'll have parnosa. Ka'amro, and there are psukim that are specific to this idea. It's amazing. This is such a hush of a thing that psukim specifically refer to this. Betach b'ashem ba'asei tov. Shechon eretz. You can settle down in the land. Ure'ei emuna. And your pasture will be a muna. A very beautiful imagery that you're, you're living in the land and you're pasturing with a muna. So you could stay put. 
you could stay where you are. But Omar Tzadikim Yirushu Aretz V'yishkenu Lo'ad Oleha, which very literally means they'll inherit the earth and they'll live there Lo'ad. They'll stay there. So he interprets, the Chavitavavis is interpreting that Pasuk to the Baal Bitocho, that he can stay. He can stay where he is. He has nowhere to run. He doesn't have to, there's nowhere else is going to be better for him. Same HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I mean, people move. It's true, people move. There's even a Gemara, Mashana Moka, Mashana Mazel. Again, I, there are different Madregos in Bitochon. The ultimate Baal Bitochon won't move. He'll say, Israel. what do I, what? Even to Eretzel. To Eretzel, there's a mitzvah to move. Uh, you, not, nobody moving to Eretzel for Parnassal, boy, you can... <laughs> Right? To Eretz Israel, you're moving because it's a mitzvah to move to Eretz Israel. He's talking about people that are always searching for that place where they're, where they'll make it, where they'll make it big, where they'll make money. So I'm saying, you'll ask on the Chavit Halavas, but it does say Mishana Mokka, Mishana Mazel. That's true. But that's where the sliding scale of Bitachon kicks in. Here he's just talking about the conceptual Bitachon. <coughs> Conceptually, Bitochon would say, what's the difference where you live? Hashem's <laughs> taking care of me. What's the difference if I'm here or here? In reality, if you remember the very, very first paragraph, or second, in the Chavis Halvavashara Bitochon, was that Hashem responds in kind to the degree of Bitochon that you have. So it could be to the average person, there is a concept of Mishana Mokka, Mishana Mazel, because Hashem's not relating to him in, with the full force of Ashkocha Protis, because his Bitochen is weak, or is not perfect. Again, we're talking about really, it's very, I think the word is glib, to just say, have Bitochen. Yeah, go ahead. It's, it's, it's really something that has to be worked on. So, Mashana Moka, Mashana Mazel is maybe the average person. But certainly conceptually, when Bitochen is developed in a person, he would laugh at the thought of moving. What is he going to have somewhere else? There's other reasons to move. Move there to sell as a mitzvah. A person might move to a different place because there's better. That's a good question. I was about to say because there's better schools there for his children. And then someone will ask me, wait a second. Why doesn't Bitochon govern that also? I rely on Hashem that my children will turn out okay, even if there's not the best schools here. So this already is a very detailed question and has to wait until we learn about such scenarios in Shah Bitochon. When we're learning about Bitochon, such scenarios come up and the Chavis talks about it and explains it and gives ideas and eights and we can't like, learn everything in one night I, I would put the question is if if a person uh, either in Ruchnius how much Bitochen does one have about one's Ruchnius so if one doesn't see that the schools for their children are good from the perspective of Ruchnius are they allowed to sort of ignore their Bitochen and do what's best that's one issue another issue is how much if a person is entrusted if you give me a wallet to watch 
how much bitachon can I have with your money? That's another issue the Chayim Tovavos was deal with, having bitachon on someone else's chayim. So if you have children, it's not your children, I and mean, it's your children, but it's a pikodim from Hashem. Hashem is giving you a, a precious treasure to watch over and to nurture and to raise. So you're allowed to have bitachon with the, on the cheshben of your children. So these are heavy issues that the cheshben of others will deal with. I, 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 you know, I, 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 I'm not going to talk about it now. It's absurd. He, that's what we have to learn. Mitz Hashem, we'll be learning about such things. Bitachon is a learned behavior. Is what? It's a learned behavior. I, from day one I've been saying that. It's, the Chavis Halvavos wrote a handbook how to acquire Bitachon how to acquire it, what to do we just we didn't start yet he's buttering us up how great Bitachon is so we should want to sit through these Sunday night things <laughs> otherwise we have everybody has a better, better things to do so he wants to butter us up how great it is and hopefully we'll fall for it and then we'll Mitzvah start I, and I would appreciate feedback if people think we're going much too slow and they want to really go much faster, please, you can email me, even anonymously, but be careful, because I shouldn't see the return address. <laughs> I like this place. What? I said, I like this place. It means one oh, can take okay, okay. I'm treating you like men, that we're delving into it and we're explaining each pasuk and we're analyzing it carefully. I, I, I think I just said the wrong thing. <laughs> I'm an old man already, so in my days, the women were not as learned as you women all are. So I apologize. I apologize to my sisters also, who are not here today. Okay. My mother, Allah Shalom, was not a learned woman, but she was the type of woman you read about that was really a very, very special woman in every way, without being learned. So I grew up with that as a demus of of, uh, of, of, uh, of a mother, at least. But, uh, okay, things changed. Now the women are all learned. My wife puts me to shame. <laughs> okay. Vachi. The ninth difference is Shabal Hakimya you know, when push comes to shove, the alchemist can have everything in the world, but he is only olam hazeh. What's money? Money is not going to help him in olam haba. Okay, we saw that. It's not going to get him health. It's not going to get him other things. If anything, it gets him security. is from being poor. And he doesn't have to accept charity. But it's all olam hazeh. What does he mean here? He means that this bitachon, we have bitachon in Hashem that will get an ultimate reward. That if we live right and we do the good things and we do the mitzvahs and we do our best, Hashem, you'll we'll see. We'll learn. You'll stick with Chayvus Halvodus. You'll learn that Hashem only wants us to do our best doesn't have any demand on us other than we try hard. doesn't have any other demands. You'll see. So that's bitachon we got in Olam Haba. That we rely on Hashem to give us a reward as long as we do our best. So it's something that makes us feel secure about our nitzchiyas. It's really, 
that's very powerful. The alchemist is assured that for 40 years he won't have money issues. Okay, that's a pretty limited time. The Balbitochon is assured and relies on Hashem to give him his just reward in Olam Haba, which is... And now he says an amazing thing. He quotes the Posseg, So... So that's a Posseg that we say, if you say Tillim, but I don't think anybody would ever think that that refers to Olam Haba. So that's what the Chavis Halvavis is learning. That because he quotes that Pasuk. So obviously he learns that Chesed Yisovavenu, Chesed will encircle him, is a reference to Olam Haba. The Omar, and he quotes another Pasuk, Marav Tuvcha Hashem Sofanta Lireyecha, Hashem put aside great reward. But you have to have Bitochem for that. That's also Bitochem. Sometimes life is hard, and it would be made easier if we would cut corners and do things that maybe Hashem is not so happy with. Or we know that it negates His will, but we figure, you know, what should I do, you know? But if you have Bitochem, that ultimately good will triumph, and... People will get their reward, and there's Olam Haba awaiting. Morav Tuvcha. It's a good person to learn by heart. Morav Tuvcha, Shetzafanta Lireyecha. He doesn't quote the end of the Pesach in my print, but the end of the Pesach is, Pa'alta Lachos in Bach. You have created it, you have made it. Lachos in Bach, to those who trust in you. Neged B'nei Adam. Against people. When people are concerned with the temporary. And Lachosim uh, Bach, Hashem has plenty of reward put aside. So that's also an aspect of Bitachon, that we rely on Hashem, that the ultimate reward will be there for us if we act in the right way. Okay, I'm sorry. I-